in here. I suggest you take them somewhere else, all right? Because we're going to talk about stuff tonight. We got several places they can be on the property. Uh, seriously, though, if it, we're going to be uh, saying some things you may not want a little child to hear. So uh, we're, gonna, we're just going to be real tonight, amen? All right, James chapter number one. Uh, and I, by the way, I didn't see any children. I'm just putting that out there just in case, amen? James chapter number one, we'll begin in verse number 12. If you need a lesson, if you need a lesson, raise your hand. If you need a lesson, we want to make sure you get one of these. All right, several on this side, several on this side. All right, make sure you get one, pass them around. All right, while you're, tu- while you're looking there, it, you, you should have received a Dream Team uh, card this evening. Uh, we are really doing everything we can to, to get some folks to uh, sign up to serve. We're fixing to be in the new building. And most of you have seen that we've got the, the temporary wall up now, and, and they, are, they are working feverishly over there. I'm telling you, it's looking great. And we're going to be in that building before long, and we're going to need extra help. So I want you to really pray about that. And uh, if you've been thinking about helping, if you've been thinking about getting involved, uh, this would be the time to sign up. and be. We've got some hands raised down here. Uh, outlines. There we go. All right. Make sure, make sure and get one of those right here down in the front. All right. Way down here in the front. Want to make sure you get that. All right. Uh, uh, all right. It's good to be here. Good crowd tonight. Isn't it good to be saved? Isn't it good to have a heater? All right. All right. Let's look in James chapter number one. If you still need a lesson, keep your hand up. They're still passing them out and uh, we'll, we'll get you one, but let's read. And we'll begin tonight, all right? James 1, 12. Blessed is the man that endureth what? For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin... And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Now, we covered some stuff last week that I'm not going to do it again to to save some time. But we found out last week that God will test us to build our faith. The devil will tempt us to destroy our faith. All right? If we're being tempted to do evil, that is not God testing us to see if we're going to do right or wrong. That's, that's, That's completely bogus. And the Word clearly tells us that he will not, he can't be tempted with sin and he will not tempt us with sin. So if that's happening, that's coming from Satan. If that makes sense, say amen. amen. Now, what Satan will use is an appetite that we already have. Look at verse number 14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. And that word lust there means desire or appetite. Uh, and we talked about good appetites. There's the appetite to eat, the appetite for uh, water, to drink, the appetite to sleep. We have to sleep to recharge our bodies. Uh, the appetite for sex, for reproduction, and, and, and all that goes along with that. Natural good things that God gave us, the devil will use them to tempt us to do and use it in a wrong way. If that makes sense, say amen. amen. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings today. <clears throat> thank you for an awesome crowd tonight. This is great. Uh, these are, are folks that desire to, to be uh, strengthened, Lord, to grow and to, to fight temptation and to deal with it. God, I pray that your will be done. I pray that you'll move in an awesome way tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. 
<coughs> I took and, and, and wrote down several really, really practical things uh, that we can do to fight temptation, to deal with temptation in our life. And, uh, and we're going to go through these as fast as we can. We may hunker down in some areas or not. Uh, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to just rush through it and give you the outline and then go home. If we don't make it through it, we'll go again next week because this is important. This is really serious. This is a topic that I believe uh, is necessary to, to defend our homes, to defend our marriages, our families. Uh, so I really want us to get this, all right? So if I can talk fast, how many of y'all can listen fast? All right, number one, <clears throat> first thing, the first thing we need to deal with tonight uh, when it comes to dealing with temptation in our life, when it comes to dealing with and conquering temptation and sin in our life, first it takes desire. It takes desire. Say that word with me. Desire. desire. You got to want to. You got to want to. And you say, well, that's, that's too simple. That, no, no, no. You don't understand. I, I, deal with, I deal with marriage counseling all the time. And the first thing I ask the, the, the couple is, do you want this to work? Because if one doesn't want it to work or one doesn't care or one is careless, it will not happen. It, it, before a person will overcome something in their life, they got to want it. You got to desire it. And by the way, uh, you can't want it for someone else. You can't want it for your kids. You can't want it for your spouse. If they, listen, you've got to have a desire to conquer sin, to live right, to be pure, to be holy, to be righteous before God. Look what, look what Jabez said in 1 Chronicles 4, verse 9. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him in sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me that thou wouldest keep me from evil. His request, Lord, enlarge my coast. Uh, I want your hand to be with me and keep me from evil. His request to God. In other words, I, I, I want, Lord, whatever happens in my life, keep me from evil. Keep me from evil. Uh, we always talk about prosperity. Oh, God, help me pay my bills. Oh, God, protect my children. Protect me here, there, whatever, in the safety in that matter. But a lot of times we forget to say, Lord, protect me from evil. Don't let me mess up my marriage. Don't let me fall into sin. Don't let me dishonor the name of Christ. We have to have a desire. Jesus said, when you pray, pray in this manner. And we know we go through the Lord's prayer that we know. And the one thing he said there is, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Every day of our life, we should get up with a desire to protect our homes, protect our families, protect our marriages, and protect our testimony. Somebody say amen. We got to want it. And this is, <clears throat> this is a good indication, the crowd, the size of the crowd tonight, that you have a desire. You want to know how to do this. We want to know how to make this happen. Now, having a desire is now we got to put a plan with that desire. If you desire to be holy, say amen. amen. Now watch, number two, it starts with a desire. <clears throat> it starts with a desire. Number two, it start, it, we, we go to identification. I want you to write that down. Identification. We have to identify the temptation. We have to identify. It needs to be clear to us. It needs to be crystal clear. Two things have to be identified. Two things have to be identified. The temptation we have, A, we'll talk about that. The temptation, what is it that bothers you? 
What is it that trips you up? What is it that you struggle with? What is it that calls you? You know, the Bible says uh, we should lay aside the weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. But if we're going to lay aside a sin, we need to know what we're laying aside. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Uh, we need to identify it. Let's look at some things here. What, what kind of temptations do we deal with? Wanting to eat the wrong foods. Wanting to eat the wrong things. Uh, not just wanting to eat the food, but uh, uh, the reason why we're wanting to eat it. Wanting to buy things we know uh, that we don't have the money for. Uh, or that we have enough of and we really don't need. It's amazing. The only, the only continent in the world where people will buy stuff with money they don't have and they'll buy stuff they don't want with money they don't have to please people they don't like. Are y'all with me? We have that temptation. Number three, wanting to yell at someone you're frustrated with and can't restrain the temptation to lash out, whether it's a spouse, uh, whether it's in road rage and traffic, whether it's with your children. There's a temptation to get angry. There's a temptation to spew that anger on somebody else. Number four, wanting to have an affair with someone. Toying with infidelity is a commonplace temptation for everyone from celebrities, pop stars, politicians, to neighbors and co-workers, let me say preachers and deacons and church people. Dealing with it. We're going to deal with it. Number five, uh, uh, wanting to give in to sexual urges, which you feel are inappropriate according to your beliefs or social mores, such as viewing pornography, visiting prostitutes, sex before marriage. Uh, uh, sex before marriage has really become popular. And when I say popular, I mean, it's always been popular from the beginning of time, but I'm talking about it's no longer looked down with church people. Church people to go to church every single week are, 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 are doing this and, and following through with this sin, and it, to them it's, it has become no big deal. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. We'll, we'll talk about that. Number six. Wanting to give in to procrastination and laziness. You'd rather not be bothered doing something even though you know you should. And that's a big, that's a big deal. That causes people to get fired. That causes things not to get done. That causes stress in your life. Sometimes, sometimes we, we are so stressed out to the max, we go, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough time. Why don't we have enough time? Is it because we procrastinated? Things that we could have done two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and now we've piled stuff all up in one day. Are, are y'all with me? Say amen. It's going to get worse, so y'all might as well loosen up. <clears throat> identify. First, we've got to identify the temptation. What are we struggling with? What is our deal? <clears throat> what is our deal? And let me say this. Don't ever, don't ever minimize somebody else's temptation. Uh, you know, I, I can look at alcohol. I care less. You can put 50 million gallons in front of me. I'm not going to drink it. I don't care about it. it. It doesn't bother me one bit. But there's another person that can just smell it and be tempted severely. Just because my temptation is not your temptation doesn't mean it's not a big deal. Every, it's kind of like this. Everybody talks, about, oh, it's just puppy love. But remember this. It's real to the puppy. Are y'all with me? So... We got to identify the temptation. Then we got to identify the trigger. What is triggering it? What is happening in our life to trigger us to be tempted with the issue that we have? Number one, boredom with your current situation or relationships. That is huge. 
that is huge, especially with men. Men get into real trouble when they get bored. Now, guys, hear me on this. This is a big deal. We get into real trouble when we get bored because when we get bored, we start thinking stuff we don't need to be thinking. Amen, men? Indecision or lack of thought about what you want out of life, your job, your relationships, your future direction. Attention-seeking. Attention-seeking. Perhaps you're feeling that not enough people are paying you adequate attention. Stress or feeling down. I underlined that one. I underlined boredom in my notes, and I underlined stress or feeling down. Well, we'll start doing stuff when we get stressed out. We'll start, we'll start getting weak when we get in that area. Uh, number five, frustration with the way things are headed in our life, with other people in our life, or with yourself. Lack of faith in yourself or your faith in your core beliefs. A need to prove something to other people in your life, maybe even as an act of revenge or even uh, evening up the score. For instance, some having an affair because your spouse had an affair. A short-term or short-sighted view of the gains and a, a lack of bigger vision for your future. A trigger could be, hey, before you flip, before you flip, stop, stop. Don't be flipping until I stop talking about that one, amen? Listen. Your trigger could be a person. How many of y'all think about that every time you got stupid, you were with a certain person? That one person's always triggering and bringing out the worst in you and, and instigating stuff. Uh, your trigger could be a place. You're good at church. You, you, you're good here. You're good there. But boy, when you get to that place, uh, when you get into that situation, uh, it could be an activity. It could be an activity. You identify it. Wherever you keep falling, what is it that causes that? For instance, let me give you an illustration. Uh, uh, say a person has a problem with, with lust. A, a, a man has a problem with lust and, and pornography and that type of thing. Uh, he, doesn't have to go, he doesn't have to go straight to a porn site. Uh, and, and he has no intention to do it whatsoever, doesn't plan on it, doesn't want to, doesn't desire to do that. But he's just going through the sports section. You click on one deal, and there's five women there that don't have enough clothes on to cover Blue Jay. So what happens? That triggers. That triggers that instinct in him and that desire in him. And so now we didn't start with a porn site. We started with a sports site. But now it's just pulled us to, does this make sense? And so we need to identify these things. How do we do that? Where do you keep messing up? What do you keep messing up with? What, what, what's happening around you when you're falling into that temptation? Who is around you when you're falling into that temptation? Where are you at when you're falling into that temptation? Two things we got to identify. Say it back to me. We got to identify the the temptation itself number two the the trigger what is triggering it what is triggering that issue in our life number three (coughs) okay once once we have once we have a desire to be right and to be holy and to be separate and to be pure and to uh, be righteous. Uh, then we identify the areas of weaknesses in our life and the, in the situations in our life that we're, we're having problems with and we're falling to. Then thirdly, this is going to sound simple, but avoidance. Stay away from it. <clears throat> Avoid it. 
avoid it. 1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from all appearance of evil. What does that teach us? Let's, 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 let's look at those words again. Let's look at those words again. Abstain, look in your notes, read it, read it back to me. Abstain from the... All right, let me, let me get over here where I can, I can see it on the screen. All right, let's start. Here we go. Say it with me. From, huh? From, from, all what? Appearance. Appearance. It didn't say all evil. It went as far as to say just the appearance of it. If it looks shady, you say, why is that significant? You see, here's a, here's a line right here. Here's a line right here. Here's a big cliff. Now, now <clears throat> I'm up here. Now, the appearance, what we, what we like to do as human beings, we like to walk the line, don't we? We want to get as close as we can without falling over. And so we'll, 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 we'll risk it. Well, what this verse is teaching is this. Don't even get close to it. Don't even get close to it. It doesn't have to be evil to abstain from it. It just has to look like it. Does that make sense? Amen. amen. Now watch, watch this next one. Watch this next one. First Corinthians six eighteen. What's that first word? Please. Say it again. Please. Say it again. Please. That means run. <laughs> Escape. You see, when it comes to temptation, we have to have we have to we have to think. And we have to decide, fight or flight. Say it with me. We have to decide. Now, there's some things we have to fight because the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Right? Now, what does the devil do? He lies. So let's fight back. When he, when he comes to us with lies and when he comes to us with that, we can fight. Resist him. Fight. Fight with scripture. Fight with truth. But when it comes to sexual temptation, what does it say? Please. Run! <laughs> Run! Don't resist temptation. What does that mean? Don't get in the back of a Chevrolet and say, I'm going to fight not messing up here. No, this verse says, don't even get in the car. Run! What did, jo what did Joseph do? He's a prime example. Joseph, Joseph's master, uh, Potiphar, his wife, wanted to have sex with him and wanted to, uh, listen, to, 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 to commit Im immorality with him. And he ran. Perfect example. Run! Run. There's some things you don't need to fight. You don't need to try to resist. You know why? Because you're not strong enough. My dad told me some things. I can't really word it the way he worded it to me in this audience. Uh, but uh, it, it comes basically to this. Don't trust yourself in that situation. Because you're not going to win. You're not going to win. So what do we do? Avoid it completely. You're always, men, men, and I'm primarily talking to you guys tonight. I don't, I, it's just, I guess it's just on my heart. And, and here's the deal. There's always going to be temptation. 
There's always, to the day you die, listen, go to a mall and sit, sit in, a, in, a, in, a, in a bench in the mall and just watch people. And watch old men. Old men check out women just as much as young men do. I don't care how, I told you I'm going to be real tonight, so if you can't handle it, leave now. You're going to have temptation till the time that they put you in the ground or Jesus comes back. It's always going to be there. We're always going to fight it. We're always going to have to deal with it. There's never going to come a day when we're, okay, I'm good with it now. No. Here's the thing. We can't allow temptation and opportunity to come together. Temptation is not that big a deal if we keep opportunity away. It's going to be real hard for me to cuss in this building. Y'all with me? It's going, it's, going, it's going to be real hard for me standing on this platform in front of all these people to commit adultery. Why? I don't have an opportunity. There's no opportunity right here. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, going, to, I'm not going to put myself into a situation. You say, well, you got Bible? I, I'm, I've been giving it all night. Watch this. Ephesians 4, 26. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Now watch what he says in verse 27. Read it with me. Neither give place to the devil. In other words, don't put yourself into a situation where he can get you. Don't put yourself in a compromising situation. I always tell single people, don't ever date alone. Don't ever date alone. Go with people. So why do you think that's awful extreme? I know it. I know it. It's extreme. Here's what we, here's what we got to treat this stuff like. I asked, I asked Dr. Brown one time because I, I found out about a preacher that I grew up with when I was a little kid. And, I, man, I, 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 I loved him. And, man, he could preach the house down and, and preach the wall. Just incredible preacher. And he, and, he, and, he, and he cheated on his wife and had an affair with another preacher's wife. It killed me. I cried like a baby because back then that wasn't real. That didn't ha that happened to them other people. Y'all with me? And I, 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 I talked to Dr. Brown and I said, I said, man, this is, I can't, I, this is killing me. He said, how'd you make it feel? I said, I ain't got a prayer. This guy was an incredible preacher. He was an incredible Christian in my mind. I had him way up here. And if that happened to him, I ain't got a chance. Because I'm nowhere near the Christian he is. I'm just barely saved. And you know what he said? He said, that's where you need to stay. Because if you're scared of it, you won't mess with it. It's when you get, when you get comfortable. You know when a, you know when a, a, a little fella gets, gets, uh, gets hurt on a bicycle jumping a ramp? When he thinks he can. I, we grew up, you know, we would never make it in today's society. We grew up putting blocks and, and plywood. Come on, men. We'd jump things. We'd, we'd jump this tent if we could. And as long as we were scared of it, as long as we were nervous with it, we were cautioned, we were careful, and, and we was all right. As soon as we said, hey, y'all, watch this. I mean, we wasn't careful anymore. We wasn't cautious, and that's when we get hurt. And as long as we treat it like a rattlesnake. I talked to another preacher that was good friends with the same one that messed up. I said, what happened? I said, I don't want no details, but what, how did it get to that point? 
He said they would go on vacation together. They would do all kinds of, they were good friends, and they got too comfortable with each other. And it gave the devil an opportunity to get involved in that situation. Avoid it. Stay away from it. If you've got problems with alcohol, don't go to bars. Don't go to restaurants that has bars. Don't go in the section that's got alcohol in the, in the and you say, well, I've got to go eat groceries or go, go with five other people extreme people get angry at me when we come to counseling because i'll tell them stuff and they think is extreme i said well it's me or the lawyer which you want here's how we need to treat this deal i said if if a if a cobra came underneath that 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 door right there and bit you on the leg what would we do and they have all these i said we'd go to the hospital yeah we'd go to the hospital i said when immediately I said, you reckon we can stop by WDG and get some bread and milk before we get there? <laughs> well, no. I said, why? This is an emergency. Guess what? This is an emergency. Do you think taking extreme measures is worth saving your marriage? Saving your purity? Saving your testimony? Are y'all with me? Avoid it. Avoid it. Take steps. To avoid it. The greatest way to win a fight is don't get in the ring. If you don't get in the ring, you'll win every time. I just can't, I just, I just got, I, I got a bad habit of watching stuff on TV. I'm not supposed to turn the cable off. That's not hard. I told that to somebody one time in counseling. They thought, I, you thought I cut his head off. <laughs> what? Guys, this is, this, is, this is not rocket science. This is simple if we really look at it that way. What's most important? What we can't handle, we can't handle. And you need to understand that. Avoidance. Avoidance is the best, best policy. Stay away from it. Lord, lead me not into temptation. What's the opposite of that? Lead me away from it. Avoid it. Stay away from that person that you're having feelings for. Amen? <laughs> Number one, <clears throat> move to another city or town if you can't stop thinking about having an affair with someone. Or simply stop being anywhere near where they... Well, they're at work. Change jobs. Change jobs. There's, there is more of this that happens than, than, than it can ever ha at work. And it's, well, this is my job. What's more important? Because if it keeps on, if it keeps on, you're going to end up divorced anyway, and then what are you working for? You're going, well, she done took all the reason I've been working for. Johnny Paycheck, look it up. <laughs> Amen. Number two, if we have problems overspending, avoid sales if you can't resist buying the things you don't need. Put it in an envelope. I, I, uh, Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey's daughter was on uh, uh, Fox News this morning and talking about things that you can do to keep from Christmas shopping. Said, make a list of all the people, put a dollar amount beside them, take your envelope, put that in the dollar amount, and when you get, when you spend that dollar amount, you go home. Put it all in cash. Don't take, don't take, you don't have plastic to begin with, but if you do have plastic, leave it at the house. Say, oh, that's extreme. 
Here's what they know. When you get to the mall, you're going to see all kind of stuff. You're going to end up being like me. When I first started dating Tammy, I wanted to impress her. So when our first date, we went in the mall, and I was buying her family stuff, and I ran out of money, and she didn't get nothing. Say amen. <laughs> I said, I got yours in Florida. I'll bring it back when I come. Amen. <laughs> Lie like a dog. Amen. Be careful. If you have a problem overspending, be careful. Avoid the things. Avoid going to places you know. Put it, put it in the envelopes. That'll help. Never, never buy food that you can find, uh, that you find yourself unable to stop overeating. Don't make stashes or stockpiles in the house. Stay away from places or aisles that sell your temptations. Don't buy alcohol or be anywhere it is sold or consumed. Don't buy illicit drugs or be around any person that uses. Period. Well, they're my friends. We went to kindergarten together. So. If they're going to pull you back into that hell you're trying to get out of, number one, they're not your friend. And here's the thing. Two drowning people can't save each other. And if that person doesn't have a desire to get out of the situation they're in, and you do, because we done covered number one, right? If they don't have a desire to get out of the situation they're in, they're not going to support you in your desire. They're going to pull you back down. Amen? Amen? Get out of it yourself. Stay away from that situation and that person and that whole atmosphere. And when you get help, you can help them with three other people with you. Are you all with me? All right. <clears throat> don't socialize where you are sorely tempted to do the things you are not supposed to do whatever it is cancel it look in acts 19 there were many believers that came and confessed and, and they were doing uh, ungodly things witchcraft and all kind of stuff look what they did after they got saved it says in verse 19 many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men in other words in front of everybody they made this was accountability and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver in that day. 50,000 pieces of silver so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. They knew that they had weaknesses in these areas. They knew they had issues in it. This was past sins that covered them. And they were willing to be accountable to people in front of people. They burned it all and it was costly. Would y'all say 50,000 pieces of silver in that day? Do y'all reckon that was a little extreme? Amen. You see, purity is worth it. And righteousness is worth it. The favor of God and his blessings on your life is worth it. It's worth it. Now, <clears throat> number four. Here's, here's, here's where we're going to really hunker down a little bit. Boy, we're doing good on time. Number four. <clears throat> It's obvious, it's obvious you can't always avoid it. It's obvious in every situation, every detail of life, you can't always avoid being tempted. And sometimes, sometimes you can't avoid uh, the opportunity being there. Okay? I, I, I get that. Whatever we have to do to, to try to avoid that, avoid that situation, uh, uh, whether it be the person at work, whether it be the person at the gym, whether it be the person at the school, if it's a, if it's a, a infidelity type deal, whatever the situation may be, if we can avoid it, 
we need to be prepared for it. So write this down, number four, preparation. Let's go, let's go, let's go down through these again uh, so we can keep them fresh in our mind. What was number one? Desire. Desire. Say that with me. Desire. Number two. Identification. Identification. Number three. Avoidance. <clears throat> Say it again. Avoidance. Avoidance. Number four, we find preparation. preparation. Let's be prepared for it. And, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you have to be prepared before it comes. You, if you wait, uh, brother, uh, uh, brother Craig Edwards told me one time, uh, uh, he said, listen, if you don't make up your mind and be ready before the temptation comes, you won't be ready for the temptation and you'll give in. Amen. You have to make up your mind before it ever comes what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, how you're going to respond. Are y'all with me? Say amen. So we have to prepare. How do we do that? How do we do that? Here's some simple things. Here's some simple things we can do to prepare ourselves for temptation. First, we set boundaries. We set boundaries. <clears throat> that is really, 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 really important. We set boundaries. <clears throat> Second Corinthians six fourteen. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? Watch what he says. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate. Be ye separate. Saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Now look what the word separate means. Give me the definition of separate in your notes. Set off by boundaries. Be ye separate. Set some boundaries, some limitations in your life. You need to have them. You need to cover them with somebody that you trust and a counselor and say, what are these boundaries? For instance, I'll give you some of mine. I do not ride in a car alone with a woman that's either not my sister or my wife or my daughters. <clears throat> I don't do it. Number one, I don't need all the other Baptists around town to talk about me. Say Amen. Number two, why put myself into a place where it could happen? I'm protecting her, and I'm protecting me. I do not counsel any, any female whatsoever alone, period. Oh, well, we could put a glass in the wall. I told them, they had, they, 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 uh, you know, church designs, they'll put a glass in the middle from the secretary to the preacher and so that they can, so the secretary can see, so if he has to counsel a woman alone. No, no, I said, take the glass out. There'll be no glass. Well, what about, I said, I'll tell you what's going to happen. If they're in here, somebody else is going to be in here. My wife's going to be in here. Another lady's going to be in here. Uh, uh, that's just the way that's going to be. They just... I shake your head if you want to. There ain't going to be no glass. Amen. Amen. That's a boundary. That's a boundary. Everybody needs to have boundaries. Whatever your issue is, have a boundary. I will not go here. I will not be in this place. You ought to write them down. When you write down and identify your temptation, you identify your triggers, you need to identify the boundaries that you're going to put so you will not fall to that. Boundaries like, you know, with the overspending deal. Uh, uh, the, 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 the envelopes are a boundary. I mean, it is a really, it's a form of a boundary. When you get, that's it. It's keeping you from spending anything else. Are y'all with me? Think extreme. 
Whatever it takes, it's worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth it to protect yourself and protect your marriages. Guys, guys, you don't need to have, you don't need to have any kind of computer access whatsoever without having an accountability partner or your wife being able to see everything you go on. There's, there's way, uh, where's Brother Dustin? Brother Dustin, see in the house? See out smoking a cigarette? What's he doing? Is he here? <laughs> Brother Chris, Brother Chris, you're a tech guy. Uh, uh, would you stand so everybody can see you? All right, we have a, we have a, uh, 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 I don't even know what you call it, a program that's in all the computers at our church where any computer somebody goes on, it automatically goes, everything that's anything questionable whatsoever goes to another person. In other words, in other words, say, say me and Brother Chris, uh, we have accountability partners, everybody that has access to a computer, uh, I can't be his with him being mine. Because if I was to get on something stupid and him get on something stupid, I won't tell if you won't tell. See, it don't work that way. I'm, I'm accountability partner for somebody. He's an accountability partner for somebody, so forth. But you have programs like that. It would be stupid. I said it, stupid. Put it on record, stupid for men to have it without that. Why? Because the temptation to look at things you shouldn't be looking upon on the computer is so great and powerful. It wasn't in the day because no, no Christian man would be caught dead with a magazine. Somebody might see him. But when you are in the privacy of your home, the privacy of, of your car with your phone, listen, nobody will ever know it, and that makes the temptation 150,000 times greater. Boundaries. Boundaries. Are you all with me? Uh, you write it out. You write it out. What's going to keep me from, from, from stepping out in this deal? Number two, maintenance. <clears throat> maintenance. Boundaries. Maintenance. Let's, let's talk to married folks in here. <clears throat> Always be working on your relationship. Apathy is the... <laughs> It's probably the number one killer of relationships. Always be working to make a relationship exciting. I know that's hard when you got four youngins. I know that's hard when you both, both work crazy hours. I know it's hard when you... I'm not, I'm not saying anything tonight that's easy. I'm not. Nothing I'm saying tonight's easy. Nothing I'm saying tonight is, is just, hey, let's, let's do that. No problem. Hey, make... Do everything you can to make it, maintain it. Why? Why? Because I have never counseled a, a couple who were having marital problems that had a great sex life. Not one. Not one. Here's the point. Here's the point. If it's hot at home, he ain't going to be looking nowhere else. He ain't. Here's the deal. How many of y'all, how many of y'all, uh, uh, when, you ever notice that when you're hungry, you ever notice that when you're hungry, every commercial on TV is about Applebee's? <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? It's Applebee's, it's Carabas, it's Red Lobster. Everyone. I mean, it's like every, every, it's just, Have you ever noticed, have you ever noticed that when you're stuffed, 
you don't notice any of them you don't notice any of them commercials and matter of fact i've, I've seen this i've i've done this uh I, i've seen a commercial that at one point at one point when i hadn't had nothing to eat all day or whatever and i was starving and i seen that commercial i mean literally drool coming out of my mouth <laughs> and and check this out and then another time i've seen the same commercial because it, it, it intrigued me for some reason I had, I had eaten, I mean, till I couldn't eat no more. I was so stuffed. I was almost, I was almost just, you know, uncomfortable. I'd eaten so much. And I seen the same commercial, and it was like, <laughs> How many of y'all know I'm telling the truth? What's the point? If you are fulfilled at home, you're not going to be looking at work. Now, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. How many of y'all have ever heard the phrase, it takes two to tango? That's right. That's right. You, you Don't come to me for marriage counseling if you both are not trying. And you both don't want it because I know it won't work. I've done, done this way too long. I've done, done this way too much to know that if both of you don't want it and are not trying, you're wasting your time and my time. So it takes two for the fulfillment. Because I know all the guys in here say, that's right, tell them, preacher, tell them women to fulfill our needs. <laughs> I know it. And I'm going to get to that in a minute, but I'm going to deal with you first. <laughs> Men, sex starts in the kitchen with your hands in dishwater. That's right. I said it. Let me let me tell you. Chill out. I got I got stuff to say. Listen, listen, listen. Men, the most unsexy picture there is is you in the recliner holding a remote saying, "Give me something." But if you get out of that recliner, put that remote down, Go in that kitchen and say, what can I do for you? Son, you just took her up a notch. I don't think men ought to be washing dishes. Well, hey, hey, hey. That's your, hey, that's your opinion. And if you want her to wear flannel pajamas, don't wash no dishes. Your choice. Help. Help. I'm preaching. I don't need no help. I'm preaching. But you're right. Vacuum cleaner don't hurt nothing in the world. Hey, I'm not telling you something I read out of a book. This is a fact. Help. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. And don't ever be so stupid to say, well, I, she stays at home. She don't want, she don't work. I would rather dig a ditch from here to West Point, five feet deep, than to stay at home with rugrats. Are y'all with me? They work. And here's the deal. When you get home, help. What can I do? What can I do for you? 
Listen, that is very sexy. It takes two. Here's the deal. God made the relationship, the marriage relationship, in such a way that you had to give to get. Why did he do that? So we wouldn't be selfish jerks. And we're all, we're all preaching this one-sided thing. You need to be fulfilling me. You need to be fulfilling me. Well, what are you doing? Guys, help me. Listen, let's do our part. And there's a lot we can say about that, and we may next week. I don't know. Ladies, ladies, uh, there, was a, there was a marriage conference going on, and, uh, and, 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 the, and the speaker said, because he's talking about this topic, he said, now there is a place for flannel pajamas. And a guy hollered out in the audience, the fireplace, the fireplace. That's where they are. And I can't disagree with him. Amen. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, when, you, when you've had kids hanging all over you all day long and the dogs throwing up in the kitchen and all this stuff, it's hard to look or feel or even want to be sexy when your husband comes home. I get that. But remember what he's around all day. And remember, if, especially if he's an office worker, I promise you, they ain't in their rollers when they go to the office. They're wearing a skirt up to here, high heels, lashes out to here, hair up to here, and showing skin all over the place. And, and men are going to work seeing this and coming home to flannel. And, and I'm not, honestly, this, this, this part, I, I'm trying to be whatever to keep from blushing because so, I don't like talking about this stuff, but I'm tired of divorces. And it's amazing to me the women that will go out and show more skin to the world and then come home and cover up and they won't act like a cold fish to their husband. Use sex for manipulation. If I don't get my way or reward it if I get my way, that's nothing but witchcraft. That's manipulation. We don't need to be that. There needs to be a fulfillment with each other. And, and, and ladies, uh, just the act itself, okay, you know, I'm going to give in to him. And, and, let me tell you, let me tell you uh, what a man really, really desires. He desires for you to desire him. I was listening. I was listening to uh, uh, some uh, some women in a in a in a talk round robin talk with a, a a marriage counselor, and they had done a survey with men, and they asked the men and said, "Would you rather have a certain amount of acts of intimacy, if it was just the act itself, or or one?" act of intimacy where you really felt like she desired you and wanted you and was in the deal. And they said over 90% of the men picked that one over multiple acts because men have an intricate desire to be desired. Men and, and ladies in here, there's something we can learn from pornography. There really is. There's something we can learn from pornography. 
Every, every woman or, or man, there's men pornography too, but, but every picture is the look that they have is a look of longing and a look of desire. Are y'all with me? And, and so that is the greatest appeal to the man or the person looking at that. Because inside of them, they want to be wanted and they want to feel wanted. What's the point? Don't ever stop making your marriage better. If you have a sorry sex life, buy a book. (laughs) There are plenty of them. If you can't communicate, buy a book. Learn how to communicate. If you are struggling areas of your marriage, get help. Don't stop working on it. See, here's, here's, I, I've heard people say this. I've heard when we advertise our, our, our marriage class or whatever, and, and, and I've heard people, well, we've been married this amount of time. We got a good one. You need a great one. A good one is not a defense against adultery, and it's not a good defense against the she-devil that's after him or the he-devil that's after her. But if you have a great one, if it's hot at home, if you're fulfilled, if you can't wait to get home, you're not looking nowhere else. And you want me to tell you who he will pick out or she will pick out the ones that they think it's a possibility. There was a reason. There was a reason that I had Tammy stand up beside me. There was a reason, and I'm going to do more of that. I, I, I should have been doing more of that. I want every woman in this church to know that's mine, and we're good. And, 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 and. Amen? I got to be careful. She may watch this. Amen. <laughs> but she'll be good with me telling y'all that, that you know, because they know, they know, don't even try. You know, my, my whole time in high school, my whole time in high school, and I went to a public high school in, in, in the hood. Say amen. I mean, drugs everywhere. Drugs everywhere. Do you know how many times I was, I was propositioned for drugs? My friends were all the time. Do you know how many times I was propositioned for drugs? Guess. Not one time did somebody come up and say, hey, you want, not one time. You know why? They knew who I was. And he's not going to come after you, sis, if all you can talk about is how good your husband is. But if you go to work complaining about him and whining about how poor your relationship is, guess what? He's going to say, mm-hmm, there's blood in the water here. Let me just console you. He's a devil. If if you gotta if you gotta talk if you gotta talk to somebody about your husband, it better be your husband or a counselor. Because that one this 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 garbage of oh he understands me. No, he don't. He desires to have you. And once he's had you, he's gonna throw you out. Because you're just another conquering to him. You're just another conquest. And that goes for the guys too. Oh, I tell you. I, amen. Listen, let's work on it. Don't let apathy come in. 
maintain it. Do stuff. Find out. Find out where he feels that it's lacking. Find out where she feels that it's lacking. And be honest with these other guys. Be honest with each other. People don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Listen, the best way to make it better is communication and honesty. And, 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 And guys, don't be offended if she says something to hurt your feelings. If she's being honest, work on it. Get better at it. And in and, and the same way, vice versa. Whatever that area is, work on it to make... In other words, you should constantly work on your marriage or your relationship till you get to heaven. Say amen. amen. All right. <clears throat> Number three, accountability. Accountability. That's so important. That is so important. Accountability. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. Iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Everybody needs somebody who can keep you in check. I got some guys that I pray with uh, uh, at least once a month. Uh, we get together uh, uh, sometimes twice a month. Maybe we, we may end up doing it once a week. I don't know. But we're praying for each other's. Our, we're praying for each other's temptation. We're praying for each other's marriages. We're honest with each other and say, you know, I'm kind of struggling right here. And we're being, we're, hey, we're asking the hard questions. Men, men, look at me, all the men. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Don't ever leave this building and don't think that I don't love you and I care about you. Never. Never, ever think that I'm picking on anybody. I love you with all my heart. And know this, please get this. If you're the only one that knows your weakness, you're doomed. You're doomed. What does that mean? You need somebody that you're close enough with that can keep their mouth shut, that you can say, hey, I'm struggling in this area. If you cannot tell your wife, you need to have a friend you can tell to the point that you can tell your wife because she needs to know. Uh, Ladies, he needs to know yours. That's what intimacy is. Intimacy is not the act of sex. Intimacy is being completely, fully naked before your husband or your wife. In other words, they know your fears, they know your frustrations, they know your weaknesses. You're completely, and that's scary. That's scary because that makes you very vulnerable, but that is intimacy. And when you experience true intimacy, that creates an incredible sex act. It's not the sex act. People are having sex with people they don't even know. And there's no intimacy. And when there's no intimacy, there's no fulfillment. When there's no fulfillment, there's no joy. And so now we have, a, we have another addiction without fulfillment, and it just creates it worse. Somebody say amen. amen. Accountability. Have somebody you can talk to. When you go to the mall, have somebody that will go with you. When you go to the grocery store, if you have problems with alcohol, don't ever get around it without somebody there that can say, hey, are you all with me? Accountability, accountability, accountability. All right? All right? Let's look number four. Scripture and prayer. I'm not going to go into into detail about that because we did last week. But remember this. Remember this. The the Lord defeated the devil with Scripture. He didn't do it with a gun. He didn't do it with a bow and arrow. He didn't do it with any other kind of weapon. He did it with Scripture. Why? Because the devil's main tool is a lie. So you've got to fight a lie with truth what's what 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 do we need to do then 
don't go to battle unarmed. Let's go back to the beginning. We identify our temptation. Okay, once you've identified your temptation, go to the Word of God and get Scripture to support you in your temptation. Are you all with me? There's verses that talk about alcohol. There's verses that talk about adultery. There's verses that talk about lust. What do you need to do? You need to list every single verse you can. You say, well, how many bullets do I need? How many you want in the battle? Oh, just give me one bullet. I'm fixing to go to the front line. I want every bullet I can put in my gun. Are y'all with me? Get as many verses as you can about that temptation so that when the temptation comes, you can go to quoting it. Let me, let me tell y'all something. Two minutes and 20 seconds. Help me, Jesus. Help me, help me, help me. Have y'all, ever, have y'all ever kind of watched me preach? And while I'm preaching, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will give me a verse and I'll start quoting that verse. And can you feel the power in that? There is power in the Word of God. And when you get in the midst of I feel it. I've got God bumps on my neck, big as a hog bite right now. Just talking about the power of God and the Word of God. When you start quoting the Word of God, listen, it's the same thing that Jesus did. Satan tempted him, and he said, it is written. It is written. Three times, it is written. Every temptation, it is written. And the devil had to flee. Listen, arm yourself with the Word of God and pray. Every day get up and pray. Lord, lead me not into temptation. Lead me not into temptation. God, enlarge my coast, but while you enlarge my coast, Lord, keep me from evil. Pray, 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 pray. Amen? Amen. You know why that's important? Because the larger your coast gets, the bigger target you are. Listen, and then here's the deal. Here's the deal. Men, ladies... I couldn't wait to get to this part. I got one minute to tell it. Your greatest ally, your greatest ally and support in the fight against temptation is the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch, watch. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the... Be strong in the... Now watch. Watch what he'll do. This is what God said he will do for us. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. That's good advice. Amen. Watch what he says about it. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as common to man. In other words, don't think that somebody else ain't going through what you're going through. All right? But God is... Woohoo! Watch this. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able you with me but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it give me give me seven men up here right quick seven men real quick quick i got seven seconds overtime come on guys come on come on come on come on come on all right all right brother jeff you're you're standing right here come on get in line over here all right here we go that's it izzy come on up you you be a good boxer all right i'm i am the promoter I am the promoter. I'm promoting this boxer. He is my man. I'm promoting him. I want to get him way up in the ranks, and I want to do this. And see, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to promote the fights, and I'm going to plan the fights, and I'm going to organize the fights, and I'm going to look, and I'm going to think, if there's a fight that I think he might lose, I'm not going to let that fight happen. Why? I want him to go up in the ranks. I want him to, go, I want him to be undefeated so we can get a big check. Are y'all with me? Say amen. So I think, you know what? Yeah, he can take you. Come on over here. Yeah, he can take you. 
Yeah, I believe he can take you too. Yeah, he can take you. Now, you're a pretty good sized fella. You got to go. You ain't fighting. Uh uh. No, come on, come on. Yeah, I believe he can take you. No, you, you, you know secret things, be little as you are. Uh uh, go on. Go on. No, no, no. Uh uh, you look too much like the prodigy. Go on, go on. Help me, help me. What's our MMA fighter? What's our MMA fighter? B.J. Penn. That's B.J. Penn, boys, right there. Now watch. Here, here's the Lord. Here's the Lord. This is the Christian. The Lord, is he's your promoter. And he's not going to let you face a fight that you can lose. Not one. Not one single temptation will ever come your way that you can lose that he will let get by him. If he knows you could fail to it, nope. Devil, that's too much. You can't, uh-uh. No. That's what this verse is saying. So what he is saying, he only allows temptation to come your way that you can win. And then, then, with that temptation, this is what he's going to do. Let me show you how to get away from that. Watch, watch what the verse says. Watch what the verse says. But will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape. He's going to give you a way out. But here's the secret. You've got to be willing to take it. You've got to be willing to take it. Let me, one more, one more, one more. I know, the, just ignore the, 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 the noise outside. Watch this. Here we go. Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2, 16. Watch this. For verily, he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made unto his, like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Watch this. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Now look what the definition to succor means. It literally means to run to, to run to support, to help relieve when in difficulty, want, or distress. In other words, in other words, he did what he did so he can do what he does. And that is when you get into a temptation, when the Lord is watching your life and he sees the devil coming with a temptation, according to that verse, he will run to your side to give you aid and relief in the time of difficulty. Can we give God praise and glory and honor for all of his help in this matter? Yes. Yes. And all God's people say it. Let's all stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. What does that mean? You're not fighting alone. You're not fighting alone. Say that with me. Say it again. God has got your back. Are y'all with me? Now listen. Work on them relationships. Work on your marriages. Don't let apathy creep in. Don't let monotony creep in. Say, God, help us to have a great relationship. Help us to set up boundaries. Help us to do everything we can to fight temptation in our life. And all God's people say it. Father, thank you, Lord, for this blessing. Thank you for your teaching. Lord, I pray that you'll use it for your glory. I pray that you'll move in an awesome way tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Turn around, tell your neighbor, God's got your back. 